0: Hello, this is Lafayette Faust, creator of the Nevermore Hollows podcast. Thank you for making the show a success. Please take a moment to subscribe, give five stars, comment, and share the show with your friends. It's the best way to help us grow and to be able to continue to provide quality horror content. Also please support our new art director, Chris Madman Goins at Black Sheep Studios TN on Instagram. He has some amazing Nevermore Hollows art for sale, signed by the both of us, as well as many other original pieces I think you're going to love. Now, for you horror hounds who like to have a good laugh, I invite you to check out my other podcast, It's called The Three Uncool Cats. In it, my two friends and I sit in a basement and discuss music, movies, and whatever else comes into our warped minds. I would really appreciate it if you would give it a listen. Now, with that out of the way, I invite you to sit back, turn on a light, and prepare yourself. The Grim Tale of Grace Macab Chapter 22 Grace had only kissed one other guy in her life. His name was Randall Larson. He was her first boyfriend. She was 14, he was 15. Her mother wouldn't let her date at that time, so they spent their time together at each other's houses, supervised by the parents. However, on Randall's 16th birthday, they had found themselves alone long enough to share a brief kiss. Both she and Randall were shy, and the kiss was nice, though awkward and a little embarrassing. The kiss she shared with Ari was none of that. There was no clumsiness or timidity from Ari as he held her firmly in his arms, and pressed his lips against hers. While Randall had been as inexperienced as she, Ari seemed to kiss with the experience of a thousand lifetimes. Grace had a terrible thought. If Ari could kiss as confidently as this, then he must have kissed girls with much more experience, much more skill. She pushed that notion aside and gave herself completely to him and his kiss. After a long, blissful moment, Ari broke the kiss, but still held her in his arms. She longed for another kiss, kept her face turned up, her lips expectantly presented to him, just in case. Her heart ached with the desire for just one more kiss. Ari was holding her so close she felt his every breath. Felt his heart beating in his chest. Her own heartbeat was rabbit quick. She knew he could feel it as it leapt and trembled. But she didn't care. Everything around them faded away as they shared a moment that had the power to stop time. She stared up into his eyes. They were shining with an intensity that pierced through her defenses and peered deep inside her, searching for something, needing something that only she could offer. The red-gold glow of the autumn sun painted his face, causing it to shine as if he were a knight come to life from a Renaissance painting. She felt a spiritual connection that would forever link them together. They were soulmates. Then, he unwrapped himself from her and stepped away. As he did, the rest of the world came crashing back into focus, leaving her swaying with dizziness. She put out her hand and grabbed a fence post so that she did not fall. She slowly regained her senses, as if waking from a trance. Ari gave a roguish smile. "What? "'What is it?' Grace asked." She locked eyes with him, telepathically begging him to take her back in his arms and kiss her again. I think we need to head back, he said. I don't want you to get into any trouble with your mother. We've been gone a while. Grace felt her heart sink. The thought of leaving this place, of not feeling Ari's lips against hers, was nearly too much to bear. But he was right. They had just enough time to get back to the mall and for her to get home in the proper amount of time so to not draw any attention from her mother. Reluctantly, she nodded. Okay, she said, turning to glance at the field one final time. The field was even more glorious than it had been due to the change in the quality of the late afternoon sun, though she saw not its sublime beauty. Instead, she saw in her mind only a vision of her embrace with Ari. They got back into the Mustang, and Ari pulled back onto the road. They drove a few moments in silence. Ari cleared his throat. I hope that I wasn't too forward with you back there. Grace had been struggling to control her emotions. She didn't want to seem like a smitten schoolgirl, Now, as she considered his question, she couldn't help but smile. She turned to him, her strawberry-blonde hair whipping about her face and fixed her green eyes upon him. You weren't. It seems you enjoyed it, Ari said, speeding through a curve. Grace's smile broadened to the point she feared her face would break. It was okay. Ari smiled. "'Just okay?' he said. "'Then next time, I won't hold back.'" Grace didn't reply. She watched Ari's dark hair whisk about his handsome face, took in his wide smile, and nearly sighed. She forced herself to look out at the passing countryside. She saw nothing before her, though. Her mind was still obsessing over that amazing kiss. So, Ari said, what's the story with you and that Ian kid? Well, there is no story. He's just a friend. He asked me out a few times, but I turned him down. Why? Ari asked. Grace shrugged. She wanted to seem worldly, not so innocent, more of a woman instead of a girl. He's just not my type. She replied. There was a long silence as Ari maneuvered the speeding car around a series of dangerous curves. So, what is your type? Grace pulled away a strand of hair that had blown across her eyes. I like confident men, she said. I will probably need to work on that one, Ari said, his tone playful. They both smiled at his comment, and as he sped through the countryside, Grace used her free will to decide to take control of her life, whether anyone else liked it or not. And that thought was almost as exhilarating as the magical kiss she had shared with the man of her dreams. The Grim Tale of Grace Macab Chapter 23 For Grace, the drive back to the mall was marred by the fact that she was moments away from leaving Ari. The two hours they had spent together had gone by much too quickly. She was, for the first time in her life, truly living. By choosing to be with Ari this afternoon, she had taken the first steps to becoming the woman she wanted to be, the woman she dared to be. Her family would struggle to deal with her new approach to life, and the thought of that battle was stifling. It doesn't have to be so bad, Ari said, pulling her from her reverie. What do you mean, Grace responded. "Won't well, you seem almost sad now, he said. It's almost like he can read my mind, she thought. And that idea made her heart swell. What makes you think I'm sad, she asked deciding to test him to see if he could really sense what she was feeling the closer we get to the mall the more you turn inward he said if i were to guess at what you were thinking it would be that you like the freedom you took for yourself today having to go back to following everyone else's rules seems a pale comparison right now bingo she thought He had gotten it exactly right. Grace nodded. I would like nothing more than to spend the rest of the day with you, Ari. But I need to figure out how to deal with my mom. She won't like that I will be taking control of my life. I had a family once, he said. I couldn't get along with my... my father... Grace found it curious that his inflection when he said the word father was filled with reluctant reverence, as if he had no choice in being reverent, though it pained him. He just demanded too much, Ari continued. His ideas for how I should live my life was oppressive. It was exhilarating when I stepped out on my own, and it will be for you too, Grace. You'll figure it out. That's sweet, Grace said. I appreciate your thoughts. It's just that I feel as if I've been blind to this idea. Now that I see it, I can't not see it. Does that make sense? Perfect sense, Ari said. Grace looked out the window as they drove through town. She loved the look of Nevermore Hollows. It was a small, ocean-side town with a nostalgic vibe, Every neighborhood had sidewalks and massive live oaks with twisted, moss-covered limbs that cast shade in the day, dark shadows in the night. The houses were full of style and character, whether they be tiny bungalows with sloping eaves and distinctive dormers, or Queen Anne Victorians with brightly painted wraparound porches, or craftsman-style homes with their "'tapered columns and handcrafted stonework. "'The drive was over too quickly, "'and she was disappointed when they arrived at the mall. "'Ari pulled into the space beside Jennifer's Acura "'and shut the engine off. "'He turned to her, leaned in, "'and gave her another wonderful but too brief kiss.' Grace felt the heat from his kiss spread from her lips, down her throat, and into her stomach. It made her feel wonderfully alive. "'I'll be out of town for the next few days,' Ari said. "'So I'll I'll text you when I get back.' Grace felt a sense of desperate longing spring up from deep within her. "'Where are you going?' "'I have to take Andre and Salome to Savannah,' he explained. "'I should be back on Thursday, and Friday is Halloween. "'I'd like for us to spend those days together if you don't have any plans. "'I have something special I want to share with you.' "'I don't have any plans,' Grace said, a delicious curiosity washing over her. "'I'm free.' So you're going to miss school the next few days? Ari shrugged. There's no way around it. It might not be open because of the shooting, anyway. I'd be surprised if they didn't call off school all next week. So, Andre and Salome, they are the others in your group? Ari nodded. Yes. The whole school was curious about the relationships between the runaways. Everyone assumed that they were all dating each other, but no one knew for sure. This was an opportunity for Grace to find out, and to hopefully quell the worrisome idea that Ari and Nephi were romantically linked. So, are you all friends, or what? Ari gave her one of his indefinable looks. We're brothers and sisters. Of all the possible explanations as to the nature of the relationships amongst the runaways thought up by the kids at school, this one had never been proposed. None of them even remotely resembled each other. It was a heart surprise for Grace to hear this. "'Well, I never would have guessed,' she said. "'You all look nothing alike, and everyone thought that you were all romantically linked somehow.' Ari shook his head. No, we're brothers and sisters. We were all adopted. Grace had a sudden thought. You know, no one at school even knows any of your last names. And if you're all adopted, where are your parents? Ari laughed. Well, that's the way we like it. We're very private. Mother is dead. "'and our father is away on business. Uh, "'When I get back, though, I, I will text you.' Grace's cell vibrated. She looked down and saw that she had gotten a text from her mother. She opened the message, saw that her mom was asking if she was safe, and felt the sharp barb of anger. "'Of course I'm okay,' she thought. "'I've just had the most important afternoon of my life. "'Now leave me alone.' She took a second to calm her mind and responded that she was okay and heading back. Her mother immediately replied with a series of texts, pleading for her to be careful and to come straight home. What is going on, she thought. She is being more smothering than usual. Grace shook her head and replied that she would be careful. Ari was intently reading her reaction to the texts. You need to go he replied. I've kept you too long and your mother is worried about you. Grace began fighting an inner struggle. She felt a little guilty for being angry at her mother, but she also felt the need for freedom. It was time for her to start living her life. It was time for her to stop being shy, time to put her foot down and let her family know that she had dreams, goals, and would no longer be the introverted little girl that she had been. From this point on, Grace would choose to be her own woman. And as she took in Ari's breathtaking good looks, she knew that she would choose to become a woman in every sense of the word.